wealth for good. Are you passionate about increasing philanthropic support of the arts and heritage sector? Well, if you aren't, why not? I've always loved the arts simply because the arts make communities stronger and more vital. So this week on Wealth for Good, we look into the mechanics behind arts philanthropy and the criteria for high-quality programs to help donors consider and decide which programs are worth supporting. My guest is from Singapore's oldest and leading community foundation, Community Foundation of Singapore, and she shares her passion for the arts and her views on harnessing the power of arts and culture to improve communities. Joining me this week is Joyce Chi from the Community Foundation of Singapore. Joyce is the Principal Consultant for Causes in the Arts and Heritage Sector. Welcome, Joyce. Hi, Lini. Thank you for the invite. Oh, pleasure to have you. I would very much like to hear your insights into philanthropy and the arts. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself and your role at CFS. Sure, yeah. At the foundation, what I do is I source for good quality programs that donors can donate to. Uh, that includes, you know, doing landscape research, field studies, and working with the charities to understand needs on the ground and some of their struggles. But in addition to the arts and heritage sector, I also take the sports, direct aid, improving employability, and inclusivity and integration portfolios Yeah, at mm. CFS. And just before we went to air, I understand that you were actually from the healthcare sector, a different yes. you know, industry altogether. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've worked in the healthcare sector for 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in palliative care. And I worked also um, in Asia. While I was doing that, I realized that there were many social related issues that kept the patients coming back into the healthcare system mm-hmm. to seek care or even due to the social issues, we have to keep them in the hospitals rather than being able to discharge them home mm-hmm. and their health will still deteriorate even though the medications are given the treatment are given that can only help them that much so I felt that if their underlying social issues are not resolved it's likely that they'll keep coming back into the system and so that prompted me to really want to understand more about the social causes and other uh, social issues that's affecting the community so I decided that I will move into the social side of things and uh, yeah that's how I got uh, into CFS as a consultant Wow pursuing your passion mm. oh, not yes. easy not an easy job I would say challenging but I'm sure very rewarding yeah, it's definitely rewarding to see the impact that the work has been done. And eventually, you know, sometimes it's not about um, the frontliners' work because I'm not a professional mm-hmm. doctor or nurse. But mm-hmm. in the back end, you actually see that uh, policy ha- uh, have been made, uh, changes in the structure and the system has been made to better enable uh, the patients and their caregivers to function in the system and improve their health. And that's really what keeps me going at the mm, end of the day. Wonderful. Yeah. Coming back to the arts and philanthropy, now yeah. let's talk about the key considerations in terms of looking at good quality programs in the arts and heritage sector that donors can support. What do you actually look at? The first thing is actually about filling off unique gaps and the impact that the program hope to generate. So, for example, is the objective of the arts program about increasing awareness of local artists and local artworks? Or is the program's objective about using arts to improve 
mental health. So these are two different objectives that the same arts program may want to you know serve. So this is part of what we do to use this something called theory of change framework in the consulting work. So we will use that as a program evaluation to assess the design, implementation, monitoring and evaluation of the program. Because this uh, framework uh, follows a logical flow so that it helps um, consultants like us understand the impact and the outcomes and the outputs. So it will give us a clear and concise uh, representation of the effectiveness and every step of the activity with the program's overarching goals. So it may sound like a bit too much to digest, so mm-hmm. I'll break it down. Okay, that'll you. be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for example, if you want to say start an arts program for seniors in Queenstown, Right. Mm. But perhaps this person has never been to Queenstown and this person starts uh, designing a French performing program for Queenstown seniors, which may not be engaging to the seniors, maybe because the seniors don't speak French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is something like the idea is good, right? But the design is not suitable. So this is something that we look out for as well, uh, whether the design is suitable. Secondly, is the implementation process, because sometimes we have a great idea, we know that it's probably going to help the community bring up the arts, but the execution is bad. So back to the Queenstown example, right? Um, yeah. If there's an arts program for seniors, maybe this time around this person say, okay, I'll design a dance, line dance, because I think that the, the seniors in Queenstown would like to dance. But this person realised that although most of the seniors like dancing in Queenstown, based on you know them walking the ground and talking to the seniors, but there are few seniors coming for the dance program. So why, right? Then the theory of change framework will help to see uh, certain gaps in the implementation process. Then finally, the contextual factors. Really, arts is not so clear-cut compared to, say, giving bursaries for education. Exactly, yes. I believe that the artists, you know, or who hone their art practice uh, will make a huge difference to the quality of the programs. But it's very hard to, say, quantify what is a good art practice mm. in the art system compared to say the bursaries or we can set the limit to say oh this bursary is for this low-income family you have like certain guidelines so for art is like what is the guideline mm. for the art yeah so looking at the contextual factors which involves going down to the field to study the how the art form actually works talking to the artists to get them to share their practice would help to understand uh, the value that the art program is bringing to the community. We will also want to make sure that the charities that we support are in line with uh, Singapore's national direction and focus when it comes to evaluating if they are good quality. Okay, but from a donor's point of view, how do you convey that value to them? Yes, the theory of change framework will have specific outputs that can be measured for the program itself mm-hmm. that the donor can uh, read via an impact report that the charity can furnish. So in the impact report, there would be the outputs, for example, um, the number of people that have been reached out to, surveys that could have been done, interviews, quanti- qualitative or qu- uh, quantitative, case studies by beneficiaries of the arts program to show that the program actually has the impact. So that is a way for the donors to understand that the impact value of their dollar. So it's not so much measured in terms of I need $20 per to help every beneficiary for the arts. It's more of my $20 has created this 
impact and this impact is quantified in terms of the outreach, the practice change or case studies where you have specific individuals who moved into the good outcome that the program has hoped to see. Very interesting. Yeah. In fact, um, the study done by the National Volunteer and Philanthropy Centre uh, in 2021 shows that only 1% of individual donors give to the arts and 11% of corporate donors give to the arts. Mm. So it has always been had a lower interest compared to the other causes. Um, and this trend is also similarly seen at CFS where uh, in year 2022, uh, we actually had $16.8 million of grants made, but only 3% uh, went to the arts. So I think most of the donors are interested in social causes. I think because it's easier to articulate its impact. Back to the question about how much is you know my uh, donation going to create a ripple impact in the society. So for social and welfare kind of uh, support like you know bursaries, like a tangible aids, it can be quantified. Mm. Whereas for arts it's harder to give a quantified number to say how many people have benefited because it's more behavioral mm. and it's more long-term. So you, you won't be able to say something like after my beneficiaries attended my program, one year later, they all became uh, super confident individuals and they excelled in their academics. It's very hard to quantify. Mm. Uh, so we can only measure changes in self-reported scores by beneficiaries. So I think this is one of the reasons. Art is a bit more remote uh, where it focuses on behavioral changes and long-term impact, which is mm. harder to measure. Yeah, given that we live in a very data-driven world. I can't yes. imagine how challenging it must be. But in your opinion, how do we then use art to galvanize people into giving the same way that they give to social causes? I think that one of the ways which uh, is also in line with national in, uh, direction and focus is to have arts collaboration. So having artists collaborate with uh, social service agencies to run programs as part of their work as well. So it's no longer just doing art for the sake of art, mm. like art the art form sake. itself, mm -hmm. but using art for a purpose, mm -hmm. like giving art for mental wellness, art uh, to support active aging and special needs, um, giving um, them an inclusivity uh, space for you know, artists and uh, persons with special needs to work together to create like art pieces to showcase the natural work that can be done within the community and ultimately bringing art into the community for the beneficiaries. Mm. So the benefit, to showcase that benefit, like um, giving that, using art as a medium to achieve a social uh, outcome, a good social outcome would be something that can resonate more with the donor. So linking art and social causes together, like art for health, mm. art for improving uh, confidence in youth at risk mm. and helping them to be more empowered. I think that's where the art programs can really move mm. uh, to secure more funding. 
Yeah. Definitely no less meaningful or impactful, in my opinion. All right, Joyce, I understand that during the recent Singapore Art Week, you organised some walks to do with art. Yes, it really started off as a personal project that I was um, thinking about. I felt that this is really my passion, to want to increase awareness of the local art scene and the local artists. So I organised the walks. And these art walks have been specially uh, curated to focus on local art and mm. local artists. Uh, I actually went to see few of these studios that mm. are located not in your usual CBD mm. and uh, some of the artwork that has been uh, showcased and done are very interesting as they shed light on their life uh, as an artist in Singapore and some of the work uh, that inspired them. Thank you yeah. so much, Joyce, for sharing your insights into philanthropy and the arts. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for the invite and uh, they can always go to our LinkedIn profile uh, to see what's uh, upcoming and my LinkedIn profile if they want to look at the experiences and they want to be part of it. They don't have to be a donor, any member of the public who wishes to understand more about the arts or just curious can join me. All right. Yeah. And she is Joyce Chi from the Community Foundation of Singapore. Joyce is the Principal Consultant for Causes in the Arts and Heritage Sector. Thank you very much, Joyce. Thank you, Lindley. Wealth for Good. 